We're the Valentins. And we are passionate about people. Every human was created for fulfilling relational connection. But that's not always what comes easiest. We know this because of our wide range of personal experience, as well as our years of working with people. So we're going to crack open topics like dating, marriage, family, and parenting to encourage, entertain, and equip you for a deeply fulfilling life of relational health. All right, babe, we're back. We are. Welcome back to Dates, Mates, and Babies with the Valentins, everybody. Hope you had a Merry Christmas with family or friends. Hope that it was a peaceful holiday. We are in that weird week between Christmas and New Year where nobody knows what day it is, what time it is. You're not sure what kind of schedule you're supposed to be on. It's a little bit of a holiday blur. You're like finishing up the last of the Christmas cookies. You're living off leftovers. There's like good things about this week and there's hard things about this week. People, people are just kind of like floating around wondering, you know, what are we doing next? And uh, so in this weird week between Christmas and New Year, <laughs> we offer you an episode where we get to kind of reflect and make some relationship goals for the new year, babe. We get to kind of reflect on 2023. We are going to invite you listeners to reflect on your own year with your loved ones or your friends or your family. And um, what better week to think forward about the upcoming year than this week right before New Year's Eve. So we're glad you're with us. This is your first time listening. We're Jason and Lauren Valentin. Um, this podcast is all about relational health and building a thriving relational world um, inside the context of, of friendship and family and really just the idea that people were created for connection and we were created to live in thriving family units and yet a lot of us kind of struggle to figure out how to do that exactly. And we kind of fumble along in our young adult years. And anyways, we're here to offer some tips and tricks and wisdom and things we've learned along the way yeah. in our own little blended family full of wild ups and downs. And so hopefully our reflections on our own 2023 will help you and your significant other or you and your family kind of think through and process your past year and then looking ahead. Yeah. This is an awesome thing to do together. If you're married, you really should sit down and I mean, go on a date, right? Go on a date and do this exercise. Talk yeah, about we challenge you. the past year and how it was for you and what you learned and all the stuff that, that we're about to do with you. So yeah, absolutely. We're going to um, invite you to kind of reflect on the year, to celebrate some of your achievements, to set some goals for the upcoming year, but ultimately to really foster some good connection and growth and unity yeah. in your relationship. So let's do that. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So babe, let's start by reflecting on kind of the ups and downs of our past year, like some of the high highlights and some of the low points. Oof. This was a year folks <laughs> where it was a little easier to remember the low points yeah. than the mountaintop experiences. We did have to sit here for a while and go, what were the highs? I can't remember. <laughs> Some years are like that, you guys. Yeah, it's true. Some of you have had years like that. Yeah. And you can relate, I think. But let's start with our highlights because we were able to find some. All right. What were your highs? Babe? Okay. So um, in February, I went to my 
20 year high school reunion. Gosh, 20 years you've been out of school. It was really fun. Mm. It was really fun. I flew back to my hometown. I stayed a few days with my parents, which is just always a treat. It was the first time that I had left the babies with you overnight for more than one night. Yeah. Like it was the first time I traveled really on my own since And shockingly kids. it went fantastic. It went so well. It did. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was great. And then um want to know a fun fact though. Yeah. I haven't been to a high school reunion since I left high school. I know. I know. Normally you go to what your 10 year and then your 20 year. Yeah, you got a 10 year, 20 year. By the time 30 year comes no one will be, I won't be able to recognize anyone. I haven't seen him in 30 years. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> that's coming up in five years. So we'll see. All right. Um, I also got to go on a trip in June to see my parents. I specifically went to spend time with my mom. Um, and wow. I mean, that was a real gift. Mm-hmm. It was the second time I, I, I did. I traveled again, left you and the kids. Um, and it was a gift of a trip. Won't ever forget it. Yeah. You got you had some big wins. I had some good wins. Yeah, Braveco. We had a really cool Braveco conf- uh, conference this year, mm-hmm. which was pretty amazing. Pause there for our listeners that aren't aren't super familiar. Jason runs a nonprofit organization called Braveco. It's a men's discipleship uh, community, really. Yeah. And inside of there, there's events, there's curriculum, there's discipleship that happens, but. Yeah, so when we refer to Brave Co., that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So we had our second conference that was awesome. Mm-hmm. John John Bevere came out here to Reading, and Danny's, uh, my dad spoke, and I spoke, Greg Hendricks, Cole, and it was just, it was great. Yeah. So much connection. Really cool event. Yeah. And then um, we did a shooting school for Brave Co. in October, so we do a lot of, um, like, VIP, small VIP events, specialized stuff in our shooting schools. We teach guys how to shoot out past a thousand yards with rifles and mm-hmm. really connect. That was pretty incredible. We had a really good time doing that. Um, and then I think just, yeah, uh, Braveco also just seeing guys' lives get transformed and changed yeah. is definitely a high yeah. for me. It's kind of like a, it's spreading. Mm-hmm. Like it's in, it's, it's still new ish, mm-hmm. but it word is out and yeah. men are, are grabbing a hold of what's available. And it's really, it's been amazing. The testimonies this year have been amazing. Yeah. I've been great. Yeah. Um, I think also this has been a year for us where we have really seen our older three kids thrive in ways that you really dream of for Mm -hmm. your kids when they're little at home and you don't know what their like later teenage and adult years are going to be like. This has been a really gratifying year of watching our three oldest kids super thrive, make great decisions, um, go after dreams, set goals for themselves, try new things, um, thrive. It's really been cool. We yes. had our youngest of the three oldest kids move out this year. So <laughs> this was the year that we would have been empty nesters if we hadn't made that wild decision to start over and have babies again. Um, but yeah, just what a gift, what a celebration to see our, our three oldest kids honestly thrive Yeah, has been amazing. So those are kind of our highs. Yeah. Big wins. Do we should have, high five about that. Yeah. Do you have Good any job. lows, babe? I mean, one or two. <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, the, um, the last quarter of the year has been an absolute kick in the pants and it, it slightly overshadows a lot of things about early 2023. 
Um, and most everyone knows about your Yeah, mom. if you've been listening for any any time this year, you know that in the late summer, my mom, who had been in a, a battle with four-stage stomach cancer, her health really declined, started declining in July. And then in August, Jason and myself and the two youngest kids flew out to kind of uh, have a goodbye trip with my mom. And it was five weeks of watching her decline pretty rapidly. Yeah, um, we didn't get a ton of quality time. I would say we got we got some moments of sweetness, and it was an absolute gift to be there for her and for my dad in that in that time. But ultimately, we we said goodbye to her, and she passed away in um, September. So the last quarter of the year has been just a grieving time, just mm-hmm. um, deep sadness over the loss of her life and an adjustment to living without her on earth has been um, harder than I could have imagined. Yeah. And that has been... You know, that was end of September, so we moved literally into fall. I remember she she died on the last day of summer. So fall has been a hard time, you know. After spending six weeks on the East Coast, then traveling back to California and trying to reestablish life with two little kids, um, kind of in the wake of my mom's death, we also had just kind of an eruption of trouble with our three-year-old. Uh, She just, in her kind of development, we've run into some sensory uh, modulation issues with her, which Mm -hmm. basically just looks like kind of volcanic eruptions of emotion and wildly, you know, kind of... A lot of it has to do with she gets really overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, Overwhelmed mm -hmm. by her senses and her emotions. Yeah, so putting on clothes, certain, you know, like tight things and... Tactile stuff, oh, auditory really stuff. A big challenge. Yeah. So the the cool thing in it is that we were, you know, coming home from that six-week trip on the East Coast, we knew that we were going to pursue some professional help for her. And that's been good. Like, we're, we're on the road to, I think, some breakthrough. But, um, Boy, you know, toddler tough. troubles. <laughs> toddler troubles. There's a whole category of toddler trouble. Yeah in the lows that we've experienced this year. And it's, it's tough, right? Cause you, you know, starting over and having these littles and feeling like this is cool. We're going to do this together. Like I've not, I've not done zero to five before let's do this. And you really want to savor and cherish those years because you know, they go fast. Mm-hmm. They just go up, they go by really quick. Um, and so it is kind of a sadness, right? To be in a spot where you're not super enjoying parenting a three-year-old. Oh, that's such a bummer. (laughs) They're just little for so short, but here we are, you know, and then of course, just the experiencing the holidays in the midst of what has felt a bit chaotic with losing mom and, um, things not feeling super peaceful at home. So yeah, the lows of 2023 have really been a trial. Yeah, they've dipped. They have been a trial. (laughs) Oh man. But you know, I think the reality of the situation is that those external factors in our lives actually really do impact our relationships. And if we can figure out how to navigate some of those challenges together, we're going to be better off. So, you know, the reality is 
for all of us and for those of you listening, there's extreme opportunities for disconnection inside of hard times. Yeah. You know, if, if you've, if you've been on the planet, you know that when hard times come, the, the quality and the strength of your relationships are really tested. And it's good for us to be aware of because when you're just trying to survive, you know, sometimes you end up hurting the people that are closest to you. Mm. And I think it's, it's a classic, you know, you, you, you talk about, you hear statistics about people that go through, you know, the death of a loved one or like a, you know, losing a child. I think there's a crazy statistic I heard of the other day about, um, the percentage of divorce that happens mm. after you lose a child. Yeah. It's high because extreme stress and it, an incredible, like tragedy, your the the connection in your close relationships is really tested, and it can be so hard to navigate those unforeseen circumstances. But um, you know, those things aren't things that you can like plot out on the calendar. You don't know yeah. they're coming; they just come. Um, so I don't think that's something you can super plan for, but you can be prepared. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later, just like how to live your life in a way that you can be present, but prepared for the inevitables of life. Yeah. I think the, the ongoing grief, I know for us, like that's been a lot of the challenge is just the ongoing continual grief of your mom passing, you know, yeah. is really wearing and yeah making enough room for you to grieve and recover and also mm. f- ask questions through it. And yeah, all the things that that entails has is, is been really challenging. Yeah. I feel like I'm learning. I mean, I am learning a lot, but I do think that part of, you know, that has been really, that has really impacted our marriage mm-hmm. in this last quarter of the year. And I think I didn't know how exhausting grieving is, you know, like physically tiring. I've, I mean, I, if I don't get eight hours of sleep a night, I am an absolute waste during the day Yeah, and I get tired quickly. I mean, it's just, it's just really, it takes a lot of capacity, I think, to be present in grief. Um, and I think learning like when the hard things happen and when you're in mourning or when, when, you know, you're recovering from something tragic, there's no stopping real life happening around you. It's not like somehow it's comforting to me to know that the design isn't that when you have to grieve, you push pause on your life, you retreat into some sort of sanctuary and you work it out and then you come out later and like continue living. No, like that's not the design. Mm -hmm. Somehow God designed us to be able to carry on with normal life and all of its demands while also grieving. And in fact, I think partly the way through grief is to do the normal things of life. It Mm -hmm. helps you stay grounded in the present. It helps you not get swallowed up by the emotion of it. Um, But golly sakes, it will test your connections. And we've talked about it. Like if you're in the middle of grief, you should go back and listen to our processing pain Mm, um, episode because you can't just grieve all the time. No, well, you can't just, no, you can't be a mess all the time. You Uh can't be falling apart all over the place. Yeah. But definitely making room for it is, is huge. I think the other thing that, um, has been a challenge for our relationship is a lot of uh, like different roles have changed. Yeah. We've, we've done some role adjusting Mm -hmm. in this season in order to adapt. So Mm -hmm. I spend a lot more time, um, like 
for the last, well, up until two nights ago, <laughs> I put Edie to bed for four months straight. Yeah, bedtime routine for uh-huh. the, for Edie was on Jason and I would do Liam. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she wouldn't let you put her to bed. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. She had a, she was, wow, she was in a whole rhythm with dad. It was like dad was the safe mm-hmm. place. Honestly, so we had this conversation with our, with one of our therapists and she was like, it's interesting that Edie's preferring Jason in this season in certain areas. And, you know, I feel like kids are kind of like dogs. Like they can smell fear. <laughs> they can smell like emotion. It's so funny how perceptive our kids are of our emotions. When I'm having a hard day, like feeling sad about my mom, you know, maybe there's tears or maybe there's not. Uh, oftentimes, both kids, both of the two little kids will catch on. And usually I can feel them reach for me in that mm-hmm. and and try to be present with me in my sadness for a minute probably trying to make sure I'm okay, you know, but it's, it's really sweet. But in that, I don't know. I feel like Edie just had this thick sense of like, dad is the one that has more strength to give in this season. Mm -hmm. And so bedtime routine, which has been a challenge with her. Yeah. And morning routine, which have both been really challenging. I think I haven't had the capacity that I would have even had in past seasons to be present with her and to be patient with her, but gosh, you have. Yeah. And so we've made some decisions to adjust some of those roles for a time, knowing that it's not forever. And yeah, like you said, the last two nights, Edie's (laughs) quote, let me put her to sleep, which has been a bit of a win. Yeah. It's been crazy. But yeah, gosh, changing routines and adjusting our roles to adapt for just the needs, the demands of the season have Mm -hmm. been huge. Yeah. Even in South Carolina, like, um, just, I think because when you go through really challenging times, it, if you're not going to get swallowed up, you have to figure out how to adapt, right? Like yeah. adaption is the key. And so when we were in South Carolina, that's kind of where it all started when uh-huh. I started to take over a lot of the routines so that you could be with your mom. Right. And of course it's like massively challenging for me, Oh yeah. but really helpful for you. So yeah. Yeah. it's um, learning to be flexible in the midst Golly. of the roles and, and routines and relationship in your relationship is so key because as a couple, if you can't make those, if you can't flex as a couple, then that's, that's where things break. Right. Like when I was firefighting for years, my boss used to, he had this saying, he said, blessed are the flexible for they shall not break Yeah. because everything always changed. Oh yeah. If you came up with a plan firefighting, you just knew like it's only a matter of time before this plan changes and you have to adapt to a new scenario Uh and whether it's the wind or whether it's you didn't get water that you wanted to or whether it's the heat or you know any of the elements and so but in relationship I do I think that that's where couples I think that's where they go off the rails is when you can't adapt when you're unwilling to change and adapt and grow or get disgruntled because of it but it's hard it is hard and I think part of what happens inside of these really tough circumstances like life comes at you it's unforeseen you are all of a sudden you know under the table in grief or working through something super hard the tendency is really to go into self-preservation. A lot of people will move towards self-preservation. Like, how do I stay okay? And I watched you when we were in South Carolina and my mom's health was declining. And I realized like, Ooh, my days with her are super numbered. We are coming to the end. I'll never get this time back to like be with her in her death. I'll never get that back. 
you could have gone into self-preservation mode knowing that like this is going to be super hard for you. You're going to have to carry a ton of weight. You're going to have crazy toddlers on your hands. You have a, a grieving wife. You could have you could have not let me do what I was able to do. Mm-hmm. You could have self-preserved and required me to be more present with you and the kids, but I think your ability to look ahead and go this is temporary we can get through this. You like set aside your need to self-preserve and really adapt it. And I think in our relationships, we self-preserve when we're afraid that we're not going to get what we need also. And I think for all of us to move towards having the ability to, to not be afraid of a season lasting forever or a circumstance wiping us out, like our ability to self set aside the temptation to self-preserve and move into connection Mm -hmm. and into that like flexibility. Golly. I think people will save their lives, save their marriages if they learn how to do that. That's true. It's a hard thing to do. So figuring, figuring out how to move that direction is just a good, Mm -hmm. that's a good move, but also helpful, also helpful. I think in these, like in this reflection season, I think we also have to be able to celebrate our wins yeah, and celebrate our achievements and look back and actually recognize what have we done really well? Cause mm-hmm. there was a lot of hard stuff that happened this year and that's not unique. Like all of you listening, I'm sure you've walked through one thing or another that yeah. has felt really trying this year, but looking back and be able to identify where you went, you know, where, where things went well for you. Like, what did you do well? What did you choose? Well, it's huge. So figuring out how to highlight and celebrate any milestones or achievements. Yeah. What are some of our, for us, I mean, the podcast starting the podcast. Yeah. And it was cool at the end of the year. Like we always get, well, we've only done one end of the year, but they give us a kind of a report for where our podcast is. And that was really fun. I know we can't wait to share that with you. Um, we're going to, we're going to share that on social media this week, but we've just, we've just had some really cool. Yeah. We've had over, I think close to 175,000 downloads Mm -hmm. of our podcast in 51 weeks. Yeah. And we're, we've been in the top 5% of podcast hosted on Buzzsprout, which is our hosting platform. That's huge. That's yeah, so, it's cool. so cool. It's been so fun mm-hmm. to, to, um, yeah, these work wins we've had, like in the midst of a hard time, we've had a few work wins, the podcast being one of them. And yeah. then this, we're about to host our second marriage intensive. Yeah. Which is awesome because yeah. we had never done a marriage intensive before. Right. We had done lots of marriage stuff, but yeah. yeah, our first marriage intensive was great and we had such a fun time. So, um, doing this one is I'm really excited about it. Um, we have a a lot of people signed up and yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Good content. We worked really hard. Mm -hmm. Those are amazing things to have accomplished in a hard time. Um, and then of course, I mean, we kind of mentioned some of the brave co wins, but just, yeah, we, there's a lot to celebrate in work world this year. I would say we made some good financial strides this room, uh, this year as well. Um, we were in a tough spot earlier this year, yeah, really tough spot. We were, you know, it's interesting. I think not to harp too much on the adaptation or whatever, but a couple of years ago, so Liam's going to be two in March and we made the decision when Liam was born that I would stop working. 
and that I, I knew that I wanted to take an entire year off of work. Uh, you know, before both of our little kids were born, I was working, we were working two full-time jobs, more than full-time jobs. And we had two full-time incomes and my gosh, when you're only working on one income, <laughs> your life looks different, it's so especially different. right now with inflation and the economy and just all that's happening in the world. So, um, yeah, I feel like we chose for our family that I would be home yeah. more. And I think that was a good choice, but the implications of that were pretty big financially. So yeah, something, some, some gains were made this year. We've kind of got ourselves out of a, a, a couple holes. Mm-hmm. We're like, we've problem solved a little bit yeah. and kind of figured it out. We like let make the bleeding stop. <laughs> and I think that's something to celebrate. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think too, just realizing that we, we did move through a lot of really hard things this year and we did it well, which means we were connected and compassionate towards one another and understanding of each other. And we moved closer through hard stuff. I think those are huge wins. Yeah. They're massive. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to go throughout the year and not see the wins. Yes. You know, for us, especially for when me. you're not ending on like a huge yeah. high note, like not. woohoo. <laughs> 2023 because the the holiday season we're ending in a holiday season and holiday without mom is just tough yeah but i think when we look back it really was like a tearing down and a building year all at the same time in so many different areas and so it's cool babe good job way to go you too you too um well I think part of part of looking ahead i know for us part of looking ahead is being honest about our growth areas. Yeah. Like, okay, this is all that happened. All these things happened to us in 2023 and we happened in these ways to all these things. Um, what did we do really well, but then what are our own personal areas of growth? Like what, what do we want to aim ourselves at moving into this next year in our own in our own relationship. Yeah. And being able to talk about the area, your area of growth with your partner is like so important. Yes. Um, the first one that we identified really clearly, obviously is our three-year-old. So, um, it's wild. I I can't wait till we can like fully open up about, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, the therapy and stuff that we're that we're doing, and because yeah. I, th- I think it'll be really cool. For Not people. that we can't talk about it; it's yeah, just yeah. that we're so fresh in it. It just doesn't feel like we have anything helpful to share. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we're like yeah, a couple months into it, but yeah, I think continuing to really like what we're doing with Edie is so much work yeah. that we're having to relearn and grow so much in how to help her regulate her emotions and Mm -hmm. help her be more flexible and help her adapt well. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, like that's a massive area of growth for us because I, I specifically, well, we have had a way of parenting for so long that really honestly doesn't work for her. Yeah. And it's not like it's bad or, or, doesn't work for a bunch of kids but for her because of what she's going through it really is so ineffective and so um that's a massive area for us like we're having to put a bunch of time and energy honestly i spend an hour every morning with her 
mm-hmm. be from six to seven. Just like, helping her like get herself, yeah. her head around having a day. Yeah. So like if you're in bed sleeping at 6 a.m., I'm on the floor playing freaking Chickalinda, which is like horse and <laughs> like literally helping my my three year old like wake up, wake up, wake up the, to the day mm-hmm. and have what she needs in order to face. Mm-hmm. Honestly, just the simple yeah. things like putting on underwear. Yeah, doing some play therapy with yeah. her. So that's been that's been big, and we're we're growing in that. Um, yeah, we're growing in that, and I think, golly, I just think you know, parenting is one of those things that it's hard to do really well when your kids aren't doing really well. Yeah, that's hard, and I think for a marriage, when you're struggling with your children it is very easy to let that come between you and your spouse. Like things creep in, you start, you know, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to be in a hard season with your kids. It's so grating. It's to hard to get delay. yelled at at 6 a.m. It's hard to get, <laughs> it's hard to get reamed by your three-year-old before the sun is up. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard. It feels like we are taking some abuse right now. And you can't, you can't blame her for all of it. Like what are you going to, so then it just kind of comes if you're not careful, it does, it gets in between you and your spouse and it becomes like a real hardship. And so, you know, this is a huge growth area for us this year. This is, we've, we are trying to crack some codes with the help of the good Lord and some professionals. Like we need, you know, some help. So we're going after that and we know, I mean, that's a huge growth area for us this year. The other thing, I mean, along the same lines, I feel like I'll speak for myself. I need to grow in my ability to self-regulate in the midst of my child's dysregulation. Yeah, me too. There's like some, I'm not going to call it full on codependency because I think that it's, it's natural for a mother and probably a father too, but for a mother to feel deeply the struggles of her children, that makes me human. That makes me a compassionate, empathetic person. But I do have to figure out how to, to self-regulate in the midst of her dysregulation. Mm. And I think that's something for all of us to probably grow in. Our ability to like manage ourselves in, when we're surrounded by people that don't or can't. Yeah. <laughs> that's a skill set that I know I need to improve on. Yeah, me too. I'm in that same boat. Yeah. And it's been, yeah, it's been, just been a learning curve. It um, is to work on that. Yeah. I think too, um, for us in our marriage, you know, we're going on 13 years of marriage and we have had kids the entire time and we have had multiple sets of kids enter the scene at different times. Mm -hmm. And we are both like learning and growing and becoming. And so I think we're always looking for our intimacy inside of our marriage to improve. Like we're, that's like a, probably the gift of marriage is that you always get to grow in intimacy. And yeah. so in our sex life, in our intimate connection, I think we're, we're always looking to grow there. That'd be something that we'd want to grow in this year. Yeah. I mean, continuing to build out our financial plan mm-hmm. and executing on that is I've got some real goals for us for this next year. Yeah. And, um, that I really do plan on hitting. Yeah, I think, well, if we're talking specifically about like areas of growth, Mm -hmm. I think our finances, it's an interesting one because um, you grew up in a family that didn't have much money Mm -hmm. when you were young. I grew up in a very... Family that had some money, but pretending like they didn't. No, (laughs) (laughs) who had enough, you know, we had enough, we always had enough, but I grew up in a family, we're just very like 
basic middle class. Yeah. There wasn't any like wealth <laughs> streams coming in. Sure. And I think for, for us, we're, we didn't necessarily learn from our parents how to like, um, make really great financial investments and how to set yourself up for financial freedom. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like we're, we're trying to figure it out. We're kind of like trailblazing something in our marriage. We're trying really hard to learn. Honestly, it's just not been a super strong skill set. Like I can make a spreadsheet with the best of them, but when it comes to actually setting financial goals, we're, we're really, in the infant stage of, sure. of knowing how to manage finances in a way that creates wealth. Yeah, it's real. So that's, it's, that's on our growth area list this year. Um, and then I think two other things that come to mind, I think we both lost a lot of healthy rhythm when we went to South Carolina and spent six weeks there. Ooh, I've I think, gained mine back. Well, like you used to work mm-hmm. out four mornings a week and I we haven't gotten out, there. Well, Okay, you guys are listening right, to us arguing. Sorry, no, listen. I'll, I'll speak for myself. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. I'll speak for myself. So I have actually maintained my goals in oh. health and fitness. So I work out three days a week, whether I'm at Chris's house or at home. Uh-huh. I did a bunch of push-ups yesterday mm-hmm. and did my walk. And I'm down to 175. Listen from, to him get all defensive. No, I'm not. He didn't even know what I, where I was going with well, this. Well, here's the thing, because I've worked really hard in this area. And so I just wanted to highlight, like, mm, this is an area that I'm celebrating. Okay, celebrate it. But I still feel like we lost a lot of healthy rhythm when we went to South Carolina. When it comes to, I mean, you were you were seeing friends a lot more often the than friends, you do for now. Sure. You were, I mean, there's I'm make all new friends rhythms now, that you all. lost. There's rhythms that I lost, and I know for myself, I'm looking at like yeah. estab- reestablishing those this year, and then. Um, yeah, I just think, okay, but here's, here's, a, here's a, a tip, okay? This is something that I just has stuck with me over the years. I think it was Danny, that, uh, Danny Silk that taught us this concept. But so when it comes to looking at growth areas, like things that you're currently not doing great at, but you really want to improve upon, I think we would need to emphasize the importance of um, constructive like looking at these things constructively to address those concerns and to find solutions, which a visual of that for me is if there's something that is a growth opportunity, rather than make it a thing that is between me and you, I'm going to make it a thing that's out in front of both of us mm-hmm. so that we're not aiming at each other. We're aiming at the target. Yeah. And so, you know, these growth areas, they really could you know, ultimately there, there are areas of my life that are not strong. So I, it could absolutely dramatically impact my marriage or my family. But if I put it between us, then I'm aiming at you when I'm trying to solve the problem. Instead, let's take these growth opportunities, these growth areas and put them out in front of us. And like the visual be, we could, we could hold hands and look together at the growth opportunity and mm. go after it rather than... Yeah, together as a team, we're going to conquer this mountain. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to conquer you. Yes, 100%. <clears throat> so that's our tip and trick in that yeah, department. <laughs> we have a couple relationship goals. I know we were, we're talking about some growth areas, uh-huh. but we also have some some goals together that we want to accomplish. And yeah. some of them are really practical, like 
quick. Go on a vacation. That is on my goal list this year. <laughs> you and I, me and you, yeah. just us, go on a vacation because I don't even honestly remember the last time. It's been a while. That's yeah. depressing. Uh, weekly date night. So that's one of the rhythms that that I feel like it's just been jacked up for a while yeah. because of all the stuff that... I mean, honestly, we hadn't had anyone else put our kids to bed since we've until been Until last week. Until last week, yeah, because of all the stuff that's yeah, happening. I so know. anyways, uh, date nights yeah. would be awesome. We already talked about our financial goals that we have. Yep. Those um, are just some practical things. Yeah. So we have, we have these things that we're, that we're aiming at. Uh-huh. Um, inside of that, I would say too, maybe on a more emotional level, like I think the reality of marriage or just close relationship is that there can be growth areas that you have that are kind of individual. And then there's growth areas for us kind of as a couple. And I do think it's important to kind of explore the importance of maintaining those like individual goals Mm -hmm. and supporting each other's kind of individual aspirations. Cause the thing is, is there's certain things that are honestly mine to do. And there's certain things that are really Jason's deal. So like for me, I'm in a season of figuring out like, what does the process of grief look like? Um, how do I move through grief in a healthy way? You know, it's it's wild to me how these big life events can pose a lot of questions that I hadn't had before. You know, like I'm questioning a lot of things, not because I'm yep. getting ready to throw my faith out the window. I'm looking for answers that fortify what I believe to be true. And my heart is needing like a re-education in, in some mm-hmm. areas. And so mourning the, the death of my mom has really initiated a huge season for me. It's not yours, it's mine. And so inside of that, I have to take a lot of ownership over it. I need to realize that like, if I don't take a ton of ownership and actually move forward in it and grow through it, it would negatively impact my family. And I don't want that to be the case. But on the, on the other end, Jay is able to really give me space and room to be in that kind of, it kind of mirrors potentially like the battle that you've had with anxiety over the years, just from time to time that becomes a greater battle Mm -hmm. at different times. And it's yours. I mean, if, if it's unchecked, it really affects our marriage. Mm -hmm. It really affects our family. Um, so it's something that you have to take a lot of individual ownership over. And at the same time as your spouse, I need to be able to give you a ton of permission and room to go after that thing. So I think just, just understanding the difference and balancing out kind of individual and shared goals is important. Yeah, it's massive. We're all in this process of adapting and changing and growing. And I think we've talked about it earlier, but making sure that we're flexible and honest, like I think going into the, the power and the importance of doing an exercise like this is that if you, you can't hit anything that you don't aim at, right. And you can't change anything that you don't pursue. And so Uh It, oftentimes we just kind of roll into another year and do the same old thing and, or really try to hide the areas that feel weak because it makes us feel insecure and powerless. But the best thing that we could possibly do is together really look at the areas that worked well for us and the areas that aren't working well for us and kind of put your ego aside and attack those places. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, 
it is, um, it's so important to, to create some strategies to help us adapt and to change and to grow mm-hmm. because there is so many unforeseen challenges. Oh yeah. And there is so many things. Life is weird. Yeah. It That's is. like been a banner over my year. Like life is wild yeah. life, man. And if you're not careful because I mean, I really do. I feel like I've lived three lives, like totally. and going on four. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're not careful, it's easy to get jaded and be like, oh, life is just so, you know, so hard. It's always hard. Like I could look at my life and say, my life's always hard. Yeah. But the truth is like, I've really enjoyed my life mm-hmm. and there are things that are challenging about it. But I think if you have a great plan and if you are, adaptable and flexible and a team, then you get through this stuff so much better. And so really in these type of seasons, like taking a look again at your connection Uh and establishing strong, um, family cultures, right? Like lifting one another up and praying for each other and making sure that even just the way you communicate with each other, the mm -hmm. way that you do connection. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping your relationship strong, with the Lord is massive, you know, and, and just learning to, learning to be adaptable and learning to stay together. You know, I think when I look at this season, honestly, like we did some thankfulness around the table last night. Like, what are you thankful for uh, Mm -hmm. around the Christmas dinner? You know, and to me, I just, if it wasn't for our really close friends and family, I don't know where we would be, honestly. <laughs> no, it because be we easy. were so carried for so long. I mean, just even practically, right? Like with food and meal trains and people loving on us and mm-hmm. my parents helping out so much in yep. different ways. You know, the different Friends people that taking just, care of our kids. Yeah, and even just I think like how many times have I gone to church and someone given me like a prophetic word or prayed yep. for me where it's been the difference between like feeling so beat up and hopeless to like loved and cared for. And like, that's something that we have sown into in other people for so long. Yeah. And you know, our family and and our friends. And so really focusing and building out good community so that you can go through these tough times has been, it's everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think on the note, on that same note of gratitude, you know, one of the things that has come up for, for you and I this year is getting to different points in our journeys where we've really needed to hear from one another that you see me and you're thankful for me. Mm. And I think we're getting better at that. We're getting better at vocalizing that. I know you're, you've been really proactive about telling me in the last even couple of weeks, like, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for what you do for our family. I see what, I see what you're doing. And you've communicated to me like, Hey, I need that too. Mm -hmm. I need to know that you appreciate what I'm doing in this season that you see me flexing and you see me adapting and you see me carrying the Mm -hmm. load that I'm carrying. And I think we, we really have an opportunity to deepen our connection when we choose to express gratitude for one another to one another. Um, and so I think that can be a real key to moving through, not just tough times, but actually 
just moving ahead, mm-hmm. moving ahead into a new season, like actually expressing gratitude. So you guys, we, uh, we, we charge you yeah. with this homework assignment to actually reflect on 2023. Just like we did. Just like we did. And to set some relationship goals for, for your new year. Talk about um, what happened. Talk about your achievement. Celebrate together some things that went well. Identify those areas of growth. Set some goals um, be specific about individual goals and then some shared goals. Mm-hmm. Talk about how you're building yourselves up to be adaptable to change and to the, the demands of life and, and then practice expressing gratitude. Yeah. It's everything. It is. It really is. Um, I'm excited about the next year. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> we can only go up from yeah, here. <laughs> we're heading up. We're we're growing and working on stuff. And I really am. I'm excited for this year. Yeah. I just want to pray for everyone. Good. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are in the midst of every marriage, relationship, family, person, relationship. God, you are there with us. And Lord, <clears throat> I thank you for leading us this far for, for giving us, um, just a year of, of growth and challenges, but Lord, you're in the middle of all of that. And God, I ask that as we step into this new season, Lord, that you would come and give vision, that you'd build hope, that you'd bring a incredible sense of purpose and life and hope and energy for each person, each family, each marriage, God, each individual. And Lord, those places that feel uh, hard, Lord, would you come and and bring strategy and and make them smooth and easy, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys, hey, I just want to say a huge thank you to you, our listeners, for spending this past year with us, for, for listening, for downloading, for spreading the word. Um, thanks for appreciating our dream of hosting this podcast for our first year in the podcast world. Um, we're really thankful for you. If it has blessed you, if it has encouraged you, please, as always, go and like and subscribe and share. Um, leave us a review. That's also really awesome. And with that, we will see you in 2024. Yeah. See you guys.